0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, just me today. I'm going to do some listener mail. I asked you guys on Twitter for some uh, uh, to get your questions in, and as always. Um, we had some good ones, some ridiculous ones as well, but we had some good questions as always. i um, looking forward to getting to all of that. Um, guys, before I get into listener mail, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at Pod To subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, and if you are on iTunes, please take, uh, take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating, and a good review would really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Um, All right. uh, Before uh, before we jump into listener mail, actually, I just have to I have to mention I this was phenomenal stuff this morning. I have to mention an incredible article from NBC News. um, Just spectacular. Um, Here's the headline, quote, first U.S. Spanish language network launches opening a new front in the political information wars targeting Latinos. That was the headline. The article goes on to to call this development a, quote, DEFCON 1 moment. And, man, I mean, just what an, what an amazing—what <laughs> what amazing stuff from the corporate press, as always. Um, the Democrats truly believe that they are entitled to the votes of every single minority in this country, and it terrifies them. It absolutely terrifies them that so many, uh, you know, what they would call race traitors <laughs> are voting for Republicans. They, they do not know how to handle it. I mean, my goodness. It's like you, you see— you know CNN half their programming is just watching Fox News and then um, <laughs> and then complaining about it it's like yeah there's a lot of conservatives on Fox News but i mean that's one small <laughs> like cable news channel <laughs> like the, you know the entire rest of the corporate press is controlled by the left so it's like anytime conservatives you know control anything like have any media outlet that they control it they freak out the left freaks out like they cannot handle the fact that they don't have 100% control over the flow of information they they cannot handle it so it's it's amazing stuff it's amazing i, I always love seeing the corporate press get desperate and uh and they're they're definitely desperate and i mean my goodness like there, there's a war on there's a land war in europe going on um one of one of the countries involved i don't know if you know this is a, a nuclear armed superpower so you know maybe we shouldn't be calling everything defcon Def one <laughs> my goodness like control yourselves you people uh, all right. So let's just jump right into listener mail. Uh, I'll try to get to all the questions if I have time. Um, first question. Let's see here. Is it still racist to invoke the failures of the Obama presidency? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Super. I mean, if you question Obama, you're, you're what, what separates you from Joe Rogan at that point? I mean, you're, you're essentially Joe Rogan, for goodness sakes, if you question dear leader. Will the Biden administration ever admit they were wrong and allow American companies to produce oil and national gas? Well, they are Democrats. Uh, a Democrat has never admitted that they were wrong about anything. Um, so I, I don't think that that's likely. Um, the, the Biden regime, I mean, they're so afraid of the climate cultists in their party that they might honestly just be content destroying the country to appease them. Um, I mean, they the Green Lobby, I mean, they have— this is a significant percentage of Democratic voters that are on board with the, all the climate change hysteria. So um, obviously Biden doesn't want to tick off those people, the AOCs of the world. Um, but they, we could see them do an about-face. Say September, October, you know when the the polls are looking absolutely disastrous for them. I mean, like you saw Biden at the State of the Union last week. Um, he said they need to fund the police. Talks about how much he loves the cops. <laughs> it's like just a complete one eighty with absolutely no apology or explanation at all. I mean, it was just like, well, uh, the defund the police isn't polling well. Let's just switch. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just completely switch positions, and you could definitely see something like that. I mean, like if gas is seven bucks a gallon. You know, Russia has completely taken over the entire country of Ukraine and all of this. You could see them just completely, you know, why why aren't these American companies producing more oil? You know, they could just completely do an about face. But no, they, they will never admit that they're wrong. They would never apologize. Um, but they could just try to, I don't know. I mean, the, the press is so uncritical of Democrats that they can get away with just doing a complete 180 without explanation. So uh, I definitely don't think that's out of the question. Let's see. Have you been keeping track of college basketball? Um, well, not only is my answer to this question a crisp, clean no, but um, I have never and will never pay attention to college basketball. It's just—I don't know, man. I, I like—I've only seen a handful of college basketball games in my life, and they've been completely unwatchable. Like even like the top level college basketball is just unwatchable. I mean, you'll, there'll be like a couple good players maybe on each team, and then a bunch of scrubs, and it's like. I mean, I don't even like watching college football very much, man. I, I basically just stick to the pros. But at least in college football, there isn't as massive a gap in talent between college and the pros. Like, there is a massive gap in talent, obviously. But in basketball, in basketball, it's like you're watching a completely different sport. It's like you're essentially you might as well be watching the WNBA at a certain point. Like, I mean, the gap between the best, like Duke, like the or whatever, like the best college team and the worst. Like the the Charlotte Hornets or whoever, like the wor- the Orlando Magic, the worst professional team is night and day. I mean it's just like, man, look, if I wanted to watch guys jack up bad shots and miss layups, then I would just film me and my buddies playing basketball and watch that like it's just no way, can't do it. We'll never waste my time on that bunch of sports related questions today, which I always enjoy next one uh are you a fan of Jason Whitlock? No, because I didn't like Jason Whitlock before he came out as a right winger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and, and, uh, all right. He's not terrible. I mean, there's much worse uh sports commentators out there. Like he's not Skip Bayless, for instance. But uh I I, I don't like how the right automatically fangirls over anyone who isn't a commie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah, yeah, like I appreciate that Jason Whitlock came out against the woke nonsense in in sports right now and um, you know, he came, I don't know if he said he's a Republican or what, but he, you know, he's clearly not a leftist and good for, I mean, good for him. God bless him. But like, come on, man. Like if Imagine Dragons comes out as a bunch of right wingers, I'm not going to start listening to Imagine Dragons cause they're terrible. Like, I don't, I don't feel the need to like, you know, support any person or product or whatever. If it's like run by a, a right winger, like, I don't know. No, <laughs> not really. Should McDonald's change their secret sauce from Russian dressing to Ukrainian dressing on the Big Mac and when Biden starts World War 3 where should we all meet up to start our Red Dawn resistance army? Um isn't that isn't isn't it like thousand island dressing? Isn't that what's on a Big Mac? Is that is that all is that what Russian dressing is like thousand island? I guess I've never known that. I don't know. I have no idea. Hey, look, if World War 3 starts and society breaks down. I know where I'm going. My family has a little cabin up on a lake in the UP in northern Michigan. Uh, on a lake in a tiny town that I mean, this town literally has like 15 locals, I think, that live there year round. It's like the pastor of the church, the guy that owns the bar, and like a couple a couple other people. Like it's it's this tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I figure if society completely breaks down, I'm going to go hide out up there. You know, I'll just eat deer and bear and fish all the time and not, not a bad place to go off the grid. Y'all can, uh, y'all can meet me there. We, I think between all of us, we have enough, uh, guns and ammo to hold out for quite a while. Do you ever do sports betting? Um, not a lot. I, I don't, like I've never had like a ton of disposable income, you know, like, so I haven't done a a ton of betting, but like I've bet on a handful of UFC fights, just small ball stuff, like not like big dollars or anything, but, like, um, you know, I bet on the UFC a handful of times. It makes watching fights a lot of fun. Um, I do enjoy gambling. I just haven't done a ton of it. Like, when it comes to gambling, I, I, I like playing poker. That's that's my go-to if I need to gamble, I'll play some poker. Texas Hold'em, specifically. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I enjoy betting on fights and stuff. I've never bet on football games. I don't know why, because I, I watch so much football. But, um, yeah, I kind of stick to fantasy football and, and playing poker, but... Sports betting is fun. I just, you know, I'm not great at it and don't really have the money to do it. Million dollar question. What are the odds of World War III? <laughs> just straight to the point. I appreciate the question. Um, I mean, I still have to say low. I mean, call me an optimist. I, I still have to assume the likelihood of a full scale world war is low. I mean, for all of Biden's evils and failures, he has at least said multiple times that a no fly zone is off the table. Um, seems like the regime isn't being moved by the war hawks in either party on, on a no fly zone, which is great. Um, obviously if, if NATO declares no fly zone over Ukraine today, world war three starts tomorrow. I mean, that's just, that's all there is about it. Um, Thankfully, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of support outside of, like, psychopaths like like Adam Kinzinger and a few others, you know, Bill Crystal and, you know, people like that and all the, the you know, all the usual offenders. But, um, you know, the leadership of both parties aren't too interested in that. Biden doesn't seem too interested in it. So the thing is, I, when you're dealing with a, a 17th century style rogue king like Vladimir Putin, you, you just never know, you know. Um, like the thing with Putin, I, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that he's not ideological and we're used to fighting ideologues. Like Stalin was an ideologue, you know, he wanted to spread communism you know, across the planet, you know, like Hitler was ideological. We all know what, what he was all about, you know, when like Al Qaeda. You know Osama bin Laden. I mean, they, these were jihadists. They had an ideology, and Putin is not like he's not he's not a communist. He, he's not a Lenin or a Stalin. Like he's not a, like a true believer communist. Like that's not what he's all about. He doesn't care about you know, like workers of the world uniting and spreading communism everywhere. Like he doesn't care about that. He's a, he's more of a czar than a like a Soviet style communist leader. Like he just wants to expand the Russian Empire. He wants to go down in history as a, a great king of russia you know what i mean and we're not used to people like that you people without like a defined ideology um so it makes it a little bit scarier you know because it's it's harder to reason with a king than uh an ideologue but um i, I doubt it i mean we'll see we'll see if we're all still here <laughs> you know uh for the podcast on wednesday but you know Call me an optimist, ladies and gentlemen, but I do not think that this is going to spark a, a world war or anything like that. Oh, this question's right up my alley. <laughs> what, is, what are top? What are your top five animals that you would not eat? Um, I mean, you guys know I'll, I'll eat just about anything. I'll tell you a story. I, uh, <laughs> um, and I will get to the that question in a second, but like, uh for those of you that hunt and fish, you, you'll, you know what I'm talking about, but like duck season was terrible this past year. Like it was just like a, a rough waterfowl season. It was a really warm fall. Um, so like the, the main migration really didn't start in force until like after the season was over in like mid January. So like, you know, we didn't end up shooting a lot of ducks and stuff. Um, but (laughs) I remember one morning me and my buddy Eric were, uh, we we're at a lake. We had our our whole setup, you know, about three, four dozen decoys. You know everything, the, the all the whole nine yards, and there were no ducks. I mean, there were no flyovers. I mean, there was nothing going on, and there was one. Uh, it's a it's a diving duck called a, a merganser. Um, if you if you're a duck hunter, you know you do not eat mergansers because <laughs> they're disgusting. They eat nothing but fish, and they just they taste nasty. But we were just so bored, and it had been like multiple mornings hunting without literally shooting a single duck. I'm like, brother, if that merganser comes within 50 yards, I'm going to drop and shoot it. I'll shoot it right on the water. He's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you will, you know, if I don't first, (laughs) you know, so it's like, if you're out in the woods hunting and you're not being successful, like you'll, you'll change your, I mean, you'll make compromises on what you're willing to eat. (laughs) Like one, one morning, uh, we were out in a marsh and, uh, I mean there were no ducks flying around. It was just that there was no wind, nothing going on. Real foggy. You know, ducks couldn't see anything and like these crows were kept flying within like 20 yards of us and I'm like, dude, if these crows come that close again, I'm going to drop one. And I'll go I'll go pluck that thing and <laughs> deep fry it or something see what a crow tastes like. So like I'll I'll eat a lot of weird stuff. I've eaten a lot of weird stuff. Um like so top 5 animals you wouldn't eat. Like I so I I'm not counting, like, stuff that would actually kill you. Like, you can't... Eat, if you were to eat, like, a six-ounce filet of great white shark, you would die almost immediately of mercury poisoning, right? Like, some animals just aren't... They have toxic meat. You can't eat them. So I'm not counting that. And I'm also, like, disregarding the law. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, don't, like, shoot a bald eagle or something. That's illegal. But um, just, like, the stuff that I won't eat is all stuff that just wouldn't taste good. And, like, the term you are what you eat is absolutely true regarding wild game. Like, you don't like mergansers because they eat nothing but fish. And for those of you that don't hunt, you're like, oh, well, I like eating fish. Maybe it tastes taste good. No, like animals that eat fish taste like the aftertaste in your mouth if you take one of those like cod liver oil pills for your joints, like those fish liver pills. That's what they do. T- it's like an exaggerated, disgusting version of fish. That's why like, you know, technically a grizzly bear and a brown bear are the same thing they're all brown bears are the technical name for them but what we would call a brown bear is a coastal bear Um, those are the ones you see on tv like eating salmon all the time they eat salmon and seals and stuff like that and then a grizzly is like an inland bear that eats a lot of like deer and and, you know forages for berries and and stuff like that and like you would want to eat a grizzly but never a brown bear because it would just taste the meat would taste like rotting fish like it would be disgusting so it'd be like stuff like that like I wouldn't eat a brown bear or like a polar bear that just eats seals and stuff it would be just oily and fishy and livery it would taste terrible you know you don't want to eat merganser like you wouldn't eat like you, you can't eat them anyway because they're a federally protected species but like you would never want to eat like a seagull I mean seagulls eat like garbage and rotting fish Okay. (laughs) Like if you were to, if you were to clean and eat one of those, it would just be disgusting. Like you would just, would never want to eat something that eats nothing but fish. So yeah, I, I have no like moral, like I would, I would try anything, man. Like if somebody put a piece of elephant in front of me, I'd probably eat it. Medium rare. Let's have some fun. But like, you know, I'm not eating a polar bear or something nasty like that. All right, that's all I got for today. <laughs> Thank you guys uh, for the great questions. As always, um, I'm definitely uh, going to be doing more listener mail episodes. It's always fun. Um, that's all I got for today. I will be back on Wednesday with uh, Mike Gibbons, uh, Senate candidate here in Ohio. It'll be an interesting chat. I'm looking forward to chatting with Mike. Um, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. <laughs>